Alright, ready? Okay, cool. Hola, como estas? Welcome to another episode of Tequila Hire Club. Today, we are going to be drinking a tequila that you cannot get anymore. It's something that was created years ago, but they've discontinued. And according to the predictions, this bottle is going to be worth $5,000 next year. On top of that, we got my homie, co-founder of Tequila Hire Club, back in the studio. He's flown back into Bali, and today, we're going to be talking about how to pick up girls while drinking tequila. Eddie, how's your ribs, bro? I'm you get... glad you're still wearing the same shirt from last time I saw you. Bro, straight up. <laughs> Working with my production set. That's all good. I hope you just like have 20,000 of them at the back. That's where it wants to get rid of it. <laughs> how's, um, how's your flight back into Bali? Yeah, good, man. You know, Bali's got to be my second home now. Yeah. Like I said, last time I want to make this home properly. So I need to set up a business. Uh, maybe find a wife. Um, Russian? Yeah, they're cool enough. But I mean, that's all the hottest girls here are pretty much Russian. Yeah. They make Australians look ugly. <laughs> um, right. I've never felt this ugly. Yeah, but then their about. personalities make Australians look fucking Yeah, but when you're that hot, do you need personality? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need personality. You need personality when you're, you know, like looking, struggling and short. Now, so this episode, we thought, okay, we're going to change things around and let's try and give people value because... We're going to be drinking this Patron. Yeah. Also, stop you there, right? Because I find previous episode, you kind of like doing this like talk and I just come man, it's boring, Blake. I need some fucking juice. <laughs> I want some grabs for TikTok and Instagram. I want people to kind of like, I want some Andrew Tate shit. Okay. You want <laughs> Andrew Tate shit? You got Andrew Tate shit. <laughs> That's what we want. Do you know what I mean? And then- so we're going to be going, we're both going to be talking about this because you and me have been mates for a long time. We've partied. You know, we picked up a, a good amount of girls. We won't tell our body count, but like we've had a good time. We under, seem to understand how to approach. And what I, my you know, goal for this is just to show people how you and me are totally different. We're like yin yang. When we're out together, we work well together because one, we usually like different girls, but we also approach very differently. Very differently. Very differently, right? Yeah. And it'd be cool you know, to see like if I've said changed. to you before, you're like, I wish the, um, my angry translator that, you know, that I wish I have. And I'm like, your inner peace, right? <laughs> because it's so different. And shit that I've, I've seen you and heard you said to some girls and I'm like, whilst I'm next to you, it's just like, wow, this is some like crazy borderline rapey shit, but you get away with it. Jamie, you say it in a funny way? And it works. And it works sometimes, not all the time. I've seen some girls look at you, ew, like, what the fuck? Like, and they just walk away. Yeah. But you just treat it as like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll just adjust the tone or, you know, yeah. you're just like, whatever, you know, um, I need to perfect that somehow mm-hmm. differently. But like our approach, like you said, is completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah. I feel like you're more on the um, the hunter type and I'm a fisherman type. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I have a bait and I'm patiently... You know, like, yeah, I'm not in a rush. I'm enjoying this process. I'm also a fisherman, but I just used to like, I like to use dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> like a big net. Call me. <laughs> like a big net. You don't really care. Like you yeah. catch all these, I'm like, all right, that's gone. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, I need a, a marlin today. You know? To be honest, since I've been in Bali, though, for like a long time now, and like, you know, the last couple of years, I, I've changed a little bit. Like I'm... What's the Bali scene here? Because I, I don't live here, right? But I've seen just from here enough to kind of understand the dating scene, but it's like, how's dating in Bali? Is I mean, there's this Love Island vibe where you like bounce from different partners. It's probably like, I think the Love Island is probably a good representation, you know, yeah. where some people end with, you know, each other at the end, but there's like 
20 people at the beginning and only two people usually end up together. That's actually kind yeah. of what the dating scene is yeah. like. Yeah. And it's, it's very hard, you know, like, I, I mean, in the last like year, two years, I've kind of more so, I, I, I mean, da- I've been dating people who actually aren't living here. I've dated, you know, one person who's lived here. Um, and mm. to find those people, it's, it's good when you do. But then when you're single, I feel like there's if you're so many dating people. people here. And if you don't live here, they won't date you, right? And also they won't fuck around because you don't live here. But if you want to fuck around, then you got to find people who are only here yeah. temporarily to fuck around. And there's certain places that you go. Like, you know, that a lot of the places that we go out and party, um, you're like Taboo, Savaya, uh, Miss Fish, um, any of those types of venues. You're seeing a lot of the people who live here because a lot of our friends run the events. So then you're going there and seeing people who live here, right? Mm-hmm. But then also at the same time, you do get to meet people who are maybe over here for a month, yeah. two months, three months. But then if you go to places like Luigi's on a Monday, you're seeing people who are here for like a week. Yeah. And if you want to go out and experience that shit, I don't like to do that anymore because one, I don't want to be in a sweaty pit anymore. Two, I'm just kind of like, I've had a lot of fun in my life and I don't want to just keep on going out and um, I don't go out during the weeks really anymore. I yeah. go out Friday, Saturdays to my friends. And it gets repetitive after a while. The same right? shit, dude. Where are you going after? I want to go out and just do like, I want to have a proper lifestyle. I want to surf, I want to train. I want to go to dinners, have lunches with my friends, and then we'll go party at my friend's venues and have a good time and see. I feel like it's very hard to kind of be in a long-term relationship, a long-term committed relationship, um, being in Bali. Because if you have the right person, it's okay. Yeah, but you got so many options, right? You go, oh man, like, what do you want today? You want even like, I go to Gojek, the app, like Uber Eats. What food do I want? You got fucking everything here. The options, endless. And then you get people coming in, you get the tourists, the locals. And to be honest, as soon as I stepped in Bali, the last probably year or two um, during after COVID, I've seen so many hotties here. Everyone's good. Not just the girls. The yeah. guys are... I know. There's a lot of good looking dudes. I think the guys are better looking than the girls <laughs> here. Make me a little bit insecure. I'm like, oh yeah. shit. So last time I went to Bali, I was like, when I come back, I need to fucking work out. Yeah. I need to look hotter. Do you know what I mean? I need to step my game up. Because everyone's hot, good looking, and they've got businesses and they're rich, right? So they're like, fuck, how do you compete these... But guys. do they have Riz? Well, this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So the Riz is... Um, so what is a Riz? I mean, a Riz is... It's a slang word of saying a pickup line. Or it's... Do you have confidence... It came from charisma, right? Yeah. So charisma, charisma. So do you have the confidence mm. to be able to make someone... And Riz can, a girl can have Riz, a guy can have Riz. But do you have the personality traits that actually yeah. attract someone... Not necessarily you saying the shit, but because on TikTok and stuff, we see Riz as in like you saying the shit. Yeah. But Riz can also be sometimes cringy when he's. Who are you? Yeah, I know. Anyway, before we get into that, let's let's get to the drink because let's get this. This is a so like we said before, this is non-existent. Patrone does not make this anymore because that's my birthday present. To be honest, (laughs) (laughs) so I was like, when you told me, hey, bring tequila from from Perth, I go, ah, fuck, man, like. Because you can't get this here, yeah. And plus, I don't want to spend money, to be honest. <laughs> I, was, I was already there, sitting there, and I was like, it's been sitting in my wardrobe as a gift, as a, a birthday right. present. Well, do you want to do the honours and pop this up? Oh, no, you do the honours. It's your birthday present. No, no, it's fine. I want you to pop it. All right, so when was the first time that you had Patron Cafe? <laughs> to be honest, I'm never a big fan this of brings back Cafe so many Patron, bad right? memories. <laughs> never, I'm never a big fan of Cafe Patron. It's more like... When I'm drinking with girls, they can't drink tequila. Let's just have a Patron. But I recently discovered 
at my local bar. Shout out to Stables Bar. They do honey tequila and coconut flavored tequila. That mm. just blew my mind. So no longer I need Cafe Patron, like Espresso Patron, bro. So now I'm like, just loving the honey tequila. That's what I've been drinking recently. What brand was the honey tequila? Um, I wish I remember. Ah, Cascabel. Okay. Cascabel. C A S. C-A-B-E-L, Cascabel, or maybe with a Z. I'm going to pour this as well so uh, that we've already got this. So Cascabel has honey-flavored tequila and also coconut-flavored tequila. Um, but I don't know how where to buy it. But that's why 1800 has their coconut um, tequila now. I personally love the honey one. It just tastes like honey um, in, in this, like, warms you up. If you're feeling sick, you just have that honey tequila. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is kind of like, I mean, it's not strong tequila. Yeah. Like I said, girls like, oh my God, it's like espresso martini, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so, so I'm surprised they discontinued this. Well, I kind of looked back. So like, I mean, we're trying, I think they've discontinued now because I mean, I mean, our last episode, you talked about, uh, you know, one of the best ones are Blanco and. Well, uh, well, that's subjective, right? Like I like Blanco when I'm mixing it, but I like the Reposado Añejo when I'm putting it on a big block of ice. That is true. Sipping it. But there's now like the tequila community coming together, especially in America. And the, they're all in America now. The tonality is Blanco. Mm-hmm. And because you can have Reposado and Yeho because it's been rested and there you can really get it. But if you can create a something that is not distilled, no, not so aged. Do, that's where they go on pushing that, right? It's like, yeah. why are we aging this for two, three years? Then, mm-hmm. you know, we can have it. And they're actually better as yeah. a mixer. Like how they do it with vodka. Yeah. So one thing I want to talk about Patron, because we always want to talk about a little bit of the education on the companies. So Patron is when you, whenever someone sees, uh, you'll see on here, it has NOM. So it's N-O-M. It's, it's here. N-O-M, it's 1492. Mm. This one here is, the NOM is, whenever you see NOM on a tequila bottle, you're able to see, you can actually research this online on what other tequilas are actually being created in one distillery because this is what happens right there's not like you know there's thousands of tequilas in the world there's not a thousand distilleries now patron has its own distillery and its own nom label so there's no other tequila that's made there but that's probably also testament how much volume they're making yeah so for a, a farm and distillery to go hey we don't need any other brands to make a living yep. and they probably signed an exclusive contract yep. with patron it's so massive they're billion dollar company man like yeah. just Everyone loves it. But it goes to show where tequila is going now, right? So tequila, when Cafe Patron first started, Cafe Patron was there because everyone had a tequila. Mm. And so Cafe Patron was done for two reasons. One, it was great for everyone to be able to actually take it and it's different, you know, it's not the shitty tequila. Um, It was considered as a top shelf as well, right? You'd always have to get off the back shelf if you're at the club. Um, But then two, you could actually exchange the... um, use it exchange it for vodka and espresso martinis so it's another way of changing up the espresso martini that's already got the coffee flavor coffee flavor and you don't actually have to put coffee into it so you could actually still mix it so again when you understand tequila a lot of tequila has been created for bartenders to be able to create good solid drink recipe yeah good recipes and be able to create something that's how tequila actually first starts how the first margarita got started on actually going global with Jose Cuervo back in uh, 1940. So Patron took that same example on going, okay, what is something that people drink a lot and what could we change to make it easier to shot? 
But then what could we also give it to bartenders to make it easy to make? like wet pussy shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the wet pussy of tequila. This is the, best, this is the wet pussy era when we said wet yeah. pussies and then coffee. Basically, it's the weakest shot you can get. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Girls like, wet pussy. So it's it's cool. Like I mean, I'm glad they've got rid of this because I actually hate coffee patron. I get I'll, I have two or three shots and I'll have a headache in the next day because yeah, I was ordering this. Ordering this, I'll have one max. Yeah, um, the taste just lingers. I mean, this again, like I said, if I'm drinking with with groups of girls who can't handle tequila, we'll just have a cafe patron. Yeah, and they're like, all right, fine. And then it's more like they're in for tequila, and these they had like, oh my god, I had tequila shots. Yeah. Um, but All right. Well, let's let's have a shot of this one, and then we can start sipping in with this. You know, my face will get red through the interview after a couple of drinks. So, okay, it's you never had coffee betraying. It's the first time you're watching this video, this episode. Coffee betraying is really, 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 really rich. Mm. It is really rich. After having so much now, like I haven't had coffee betraying for like I think a year and a half, two years. I think last time I had it was when I was back in Perth to see you. I just feel like a, um, it's really thick and viscous. Yeah. I mean, you're shooting espresso, really. Feels like I've just had, yeah, I feel like a yeah, like yeah, it's burning espresso with a lot of ethanol coming yeah. through your nose. <laughs> Which makes sense when you have like all the other tequilas we drink, especially that I've had on the show. No wonder why they've like, this is like gone, must have gone down in, you know, value on people actually wanting to have it. So, which I think if you have it though, it's going to be now, okay, this is a good memory. But this is the last bottle. It's the last bottle. In the whole wild world, man. Like yeah. it could be a million dollars tomorrow. We could, that shot probably $10,000 USD. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to get this last remaining, hit up THC. <laughs> we sell it for a Comment. Option. Comment what's um what's your favorite nights on tequila and we might send you the rest yeah, of this like, bottle. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you do a lot of comments in your? We should do like people, guys. We should comment. What do you think of uh, tequila uh, cafe patron? Yeah. Do you like it? What do you, do you hate it? What's your memories? Do you do you throw up when you're having cafe patron? I personally don't think you could throw up with cafe patron. But dude, if you had like a whole bottle, you would. and it's only what percentage wise, it's pretty weak. And it's still forty, right? Thirty five percent. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's you throw up over the richness, mm. right? Yeah, with ice is nice though. Yeah, sip it on the rock. That's actually much better, like this. Yeah, much better. Well, let's let's think. Let's now speak about throwing up on people giving shit riz, and then girls aren't throwing up because of your. So, so what? So what's your what's your? Let's talk about your game, bro. How do you approach women, and why do you think you're successful at it? <laughs> I, well, it came from my insecurity from high school. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't gifted with height. And most girls now, if you ask girls, like, what do you type? Six foot two, six foot four, guys. I'm like, bitch, how, how often are you going to find six foot two, six foot four? Right? So I was already, like, on that category of not initially selected. Right? So my game has to be a lot stronger. So then over the years, um, I gained my confidence through dancing. You Like, from last episode, we spoke about how I dance. And because of that, my confidence would just go through the roof right because in in breaking when you dance in a club all the girls but like, oh my god you know how to dance like and mm -hmm. i just feel like special but riz back in the days because you know our age we're in the mid to late 30s so back in the days the riz game is different to what it is now it was a lot harder to find to get a girl's number to me it's like you buy a drink chat for a whole night just to get the number not to hook up not mm -hmm. to kiss just to get the number Right, if you're lucky, you probably kiss if they're you know you know drunk enough or you're drunk up. 
But you never like sleep first, you know. But nowadays, it's the risk is so crazy. Like all these young girls who just like they'll come up to you, hey, I think you're hot. I want to take you home. And mm-hmm. They're so upfront about it, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, yeah, like, girls never used to damn, approach never. back in the day. Oh, it's I always get, up to us. Yeah, I get hunted now. Right before we have to do the hunting as men. Yeah, but now the girls will just give you, even though they don't act like they don't like obviously um, come up to you and talk to you. They kind of give you the wink or the look, the extended period. No, and they go up, and then a smile, and they walk away. Nothing's more sexier than like you catching eyes with like a gorgeous girl. You know get that, and you just like oh, we're on. Yeah, give me half an hour, we'll be. I'll be right there. Okay, so one of my risks is so this is what I find with uh, the difference between. So, on, so let me go back. To okay, this. so let's do this. A girl looks at you. What do you do? Well, there's two scenarios: whether the girl walk up to me or the girl walk up. I walk up to the girl. Let's like look. No, like let's say like uh, no, looking at you, right? Look, so from a distance, right? You 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 check out a girl. You say, oh wow, she's gorgeous stunning mm. and she looks at you and you have the eyes what do you do so this is this is my first of all this is not the reason but like i find that the more tattoos i get the more interesting pieces that i have you know what the the book the game called peacocking right and the more girls will find me interesting it's not all about um with the book and i love like if you haven't read the book the game read it it's probably outdated now but it's such a great book for socializing mm-hmm. and people who's got social anxiety or people who's got, I don't know how to like all the nerds who don't know how to socialize like me. I didn't know how to socialize, mm-hmm. but I was lucky after, after dance, I, I began to so- learn how to socialize. And then when I read the book, I was like, oh shit, the shit that I was doing was actually what makes it work. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Things that I took on from the book. It's like, uh, one is called peacocking. So like in the book, the game, the pickup ads were, were like a goggles. Like bro goggles to the club and the girl's like, Oh my god, can I wear your goggles? I'm like, well, and he would be like, No, no, you gotta buy me a drink first before you touch this goggles, honey. I'm like, no, no, you're not having this. And straight away in the perspective in their mind, it's like, oh, this guy has a higher value. Right? So so you basically try and demonstrate your higher value. Right? So like, um, if you're say Leonardo DiCaprio in walking to a club, straight away you know he's got highest value. Yeah. He's got the highest value in the club, right? And straight away you don't need to explain doesn't need to explain it himself. He's not only Capra, people are oh my god, I want to be with him. Um so with with if you are nobody and you wanna go in and want to showcase your high value, step one, peacock. So mm-hmm. wear something interesting. Like right now you're wearing that shirt, that's a peacock. To me that's peacocking. Mm-hmm. You know, like your hair, to me that's peacocking. Your nails, that's peacocking. How often do you get, oh my god, you remind me of Aquaman or Oh my God, you remind me of Russell Brand. Oh my God, you're Jason Momoa. Like, you know, you get that all the time, or I can imagine. So that's already peacocking. Go already find it interesting. Um, that's step one. So like in their mind, you're already different from the rest, the pack. Mm-hmm. And all the packs wearing the same shit, white linen shirt here in Bali, you know, the resort wear. But then if you wear that out, they go, oh, who's that guy? If I'm walking around in Bali, they're straight away, oh, who's that guy? Do you know, they're spotting straight, straight away. Even the guys look at me. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. He's not from around here, right? Just the way I dress, the way I, I act. So the first step for me will be like peacocking. Mm-hmm. And that's like throwing a bait into the ocean. Like, you know, like I said before, my way of pick up different to yours. I'm more fishing with a really nice bait. And the bait is peacock, right? So then when they come in and they're like, either they approach me or I give them eye contact, I'll be like, oh, and if I get that eye contact, that means we have something there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can open with that girl or with that group, right? They usually come up to me. I'm like, hey, where are you from? I like your vibe. I like your energy. Da-da-da. And that's when I go into the next mode. So 
the next mode is basically you need to kind of be interesting enough. And this is through experience. You can't just learn this. Mm -hmm. You need to know um, your what you're saying to the girl. Make it interesting. Don't rub like, oh my God, you're so pretty. Do you know what I mean? You have have to throw a little bit of, you know, backwards, like um, compliment. Yeah, if you give a compliment, like that's basic straight away. They're just like, oh, I hear this shit all the time. I'm like, oh God, he's so in love with me already. Like, that's what I think. But so I never comment to my most, um, the biggest compliment I would say, oh man, you have um, have interesting face or interesting facial features. And to them, like, hang on, was that a compliment? Or is is he just like giving me shit? Yeah. It's like, we're, we're trying to say, I'm like, I don't know, I think your nose is very interesting. I like the shape of your nose. Kind of like, you have this angle. Um, I think it's like, are you, you must be Eastern European because, you know, mm-hmm. through my knowledge, right? I'm like, oh, maybe you have this nose. Maybe you have a bit of like um, Asian in you or South American in you. Um, and then it carries on and you, it'd be interesting. And I, I know like different phrases and different language. So if they go, oh, I'm from Argentina. Oh, Mishama Eduardo. It's like, you know, oh, how do you know the Argentinian dialect? You know, so I would know little things to say. To make me interesting, mm-hmm. again, as soon as you do that, you have high value, and and I never like give um, full attention to the girl, but I also start doing like give them like feeling comfortable. Like I laugh a lot of their jokes, jokes then they feel comfortable around you. Do you know what I mean? I'll, mm-hmm. Like I'll be probably a bit not touchy, like too much touching, but like I'll be kind of touchy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, you're so funny. Oh my god, oh you're so fucking annoying. Stay away from me. I'll push them away, and they'll come back. I'm like. Because they want that validation. Why? Why did you stop pushing yeah. away? What the fuck? Like- one, one of those, the, one of the tricks, um, the, the, the game rules was when, um, you, when someone touches you, you're like, oh, you have to, oh, that's fifty dollars now, and she's like, think- what? I'd be like, oh, it's cost to touch me, like. Yeah, but I think also in the game, the whole psychology behind it is, how would you kiss the girl? If you don't even know how to touch the girl first. Exactly. How do you like go straight from like mouth to mouth before you like learn how so you gotta make sure they're comfortable being touched. Yeah. They're comfortable touching you. All right. You probably know once you're interesting enough, they end up touching you first. Mm-hmm. You're right. They start flirting with you, touching you first. They'll be like, Oh, it's fixing your collar, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, what's this? Lipstick? I'm like, oh yeah, it must be a different girl from before. Mm-hmm. Or some shit like that, right? So it just it just banter. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting for me. That's how I play that's how Mari is. Like, I like to do that. And then after that, I'll decide. I'm like, if she's interesting enough. And normally I just bail. I like, I find 99% of the girls are not interesting enough for me to sleep with them. So I end up just like, ah, this is draining. You're just killing my brain cells right now because you've got nothing to offer. Yeah. But did well, you ever, was, back in the day, did you ever go out like in pursuit? Be like, okay, we're going out, guys. I really want to fuck someone tonight. Or was yeah, it more so the opposite? Thing. I feel like I'm jealous. Like, some guys can do it. I feel like you do this real well, probably where you can just like all right i just want to fuck and you get it for me i'm just like oh maybe it's my cancerian emotional <laughs> zodiac it's, I just... it's never been like that for me even with like me and my mates growing up like we our main goal was just to go out and party and then our like our motive or our like intent was like whatever happens happens mm-hmm. we never used to go out and especially like in the younger days, you know, early twenties when you know I was an absolute fucking menace. But like I, we never yeah. ever said we do pre drinks. We never ever said to each other, mm. any of us boys, ah, oh, we're gonna pick up bitches tonight, or we're gonna pick up like the hottest girl, or whatever. Well, I know, I know groups never of never like that. that. They, they body count is what they they look for. That's all they do. But that's I mean, that's like... not fun to me. I want to go out. One also like I love dance. 
Mm-hmm. Two, I just love to hang out with yeah. like good my mates. But then three, I like to meet fun people, especially girls. Yeah. And if you find an, if you see an attractive girl, you're like one, yeah, cool. Like we're both very sexual guys, right? But then I'm like, I'm looking at her, and I'm like, wow, she's I'm really attracted to her. Mm-hmm. But like when I see the difference between you and me is right, you have this really good aura of people coming up to you. I like girls coming up to you. I haven't really had that. I'm not too sure why. I don't know if it's because I don't energy energy thing. My energy thing. I don't know if I I like somehow come across a little bit intimidating in the in the first part I just because I'm straight yeah, to the they point. Have the first impression would be like, oh, he's fuck a fuck boy. boy. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like you got that fuck boy look, yeah. and you go, oh, well, like to them, it's like, oh, he's potentially gay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's happened to me. Before. You know I mean? like, like, gay? Yeah, I, I get all the time. Yeah, like, they like, huh? It's like you're like I get that all the time. Like the way I dress, I, I like it being ambiguous. But the confidence thing is, I want people to know that it's okay to like the game book. I read some of it. Mm. Uh, I've never really taken it on because um, it's I. What I but what I got from those first few chapters is on how to be interesting. Well, that's what I found. Like I find the book it helps me a lot in the social environment, in yeah. the business environment. For example, um, this is what I use in a business meeting. If I'm in a business meeting with older guys or established businessmen, right? Most younger guys, they would do this like, oh yeah, oh yeah, tell me more, tell me more. Like, you're so interesting, da, da, da. Well, I would do like this. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm not paying attention. Like, yawning. And they're like, fuck, this guy's not even listening to me. Who is he? Yeah. Right? And they find me interesting. So your body language, I, I do it so often that it becomes like a, a second nature thing for me now. Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm meeting bigger guys, I'll... I'm not impressed. I mean, I mean, like, I'm not impressed anyways, and, but it just became a thing and they find me interesting because I'm not just running the dick, mm. right? And the same thing with girls, be like, oh, I'm a model. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm in fashion. So I'm surrounded by hot models. You know what mm. I mean? That's not impressive to me. Yeah. But then when she goes, oh, I'm a model, but also I'm a, you know, I'm studying dentistry. I'm studying um, biology. But, oh, what sort of biology? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's your favorite plant? Yeah, <laughs> you know, something like that. Right? To me, it's like, oh shit, okay, tell me more. Yeah, and then we go back and forth, and yep. then they'll ask me more. We, oh shit, now we're peeling this the layer of the onion. I'm like, all right, cool. What's next? What's next? That's actually one thing I love to do is, I love conversation as well. But like, if you can go and someone, so, so too many guys. Also, what I've seen is they don't they always stay on the surface level, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, so okay, this is for me because I asked you before, like you know, when you see a girl from across the way, like what do you do? So this is what I do. So I'll see a girl with lock eyes. Yeah. But then what I'll do is I'll play the looking eye game, which is I've seen that before. You have the smirk. Yeah, yeah smirk. I know. What I do is I, I look at the eyes. I don't have a fucking facial expression, and I just see how long we can look at eyes for. This is what I find. I can't stand looking at you looking at it because for me I get I get anxious looking at that situation. I go, oh fuck. He's staring way too long. But, but, <laughs> but this is the thing because I need, I'm just not like a randomly do it to some chick. I yeah, look, yeah. do it to a chick where we kind of catch the eye and then I'm like, hmms. And then at the end, intimidating though. At the, yeah, but then at the end, then I smile. And then if I get a smile back, that's when you know you're on. Then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to do two things. Either if I'm really feeling it, I'm going to go straight up and be like, fuck it. I'm going to go straight up. Mm-hmm. Which one I think is confidence. And two, I do it because. I'm going to pussy out later. Mm. As much as like people look at me sometimes and they're like, yeah, the fuck boy sort of thing. I'm also very self-conscious on not going up to up to chicks because I still like don't want to get rejected. Like no one wants to get rejected. Yeah, but I, to me, when I, I see you, 
just like I said, I wish I have your personality. Can you just approach a girl and you can be like, I think you're really pretty, da, 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 and just be upfront. I can't do that. I can't just be honest, but I think you're really pretty. Do you know what's your situation? I've seen a girl, oh, whatever, like that's to mm-hmm. me. I've seen you grab a girl, hey, can we have a chat? And you'd be like, hey, what's your situation with this girl? Da, da. To me, it just, whoa, that's giving me a lot of anxiety thinking about it, right? So I like talking and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I like it. And then, but the cool thing, how you do like the um, like the facial expressions. One of the ones that I used to use, and like, I mean, me, me being in Bali, I don't really use any of this shit anymore because I go out and like, you know, everyone's having a good time. So it's like, I mean, a lot of the defenses, everyone just wants to have a good time. It's a bit different. But when you're running around, like, say, like back in Perth or you go to New York and stuff like that, I mean, America is different because I'm an Australian. So I just start talking. It's fine. But one of the funny things I used to do to really catch people off, or girls off guard, to really break it down is you would say, you know, like the, the like, facial expressions. I'll do two things. We have one. If this doesn't work, I'll go into the second one. So the first one would be like, I got to a girl, but hey, look, hey, um, my nice meet you. My name's Blake. What's up? Where are you from? Yeah, cool. I just want to say like, it's real weird. I've never said, said this ever before in my life, but dude, you have really nice elbows. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck, man? Because like everyone has a wrinkly elbow, right? And then if I don't really get like a fun reaction, if like, you know, they're just kind of like weird about it, I'll be like, I actually got taught this thing. Can like, you know how like you read palms, I can actually read um, elbows. Mm. And then I'll start going into a fun thing around my just, just being a dumbass like yeah. through it. And then I try and break down and like we have some humor together. And then if, yeah. if she laughs back. Back to like, they want your validation. Is that like, yeah. you know, is, is he giving me a compliment or just being a dick? I wasn't sure. It's like, 50, but then 50 also, still. is he fun? Yeah. But also like, it's not like he's they're still trying to figure out is he being rude or is he not being rude yeah. I mean obviously you don't go like oh you have like funny elbow then it's like oh shit mm. <laughs> fuck you bitch like, yeah. what are you trying to say about my elbow yeah. especially if someone's like insecure about the elbows I, I, I like that I mean I mean when you've been around me like yeah I call the first part I'm always pretty straight mm. but again I want to talk about like the reason why and it's I like look back on, you know, when I was growing up, like especially teenagers and stuff, like I got burnt like quite a few times and it got to the point where uh, I noticed that like, I, you know, when I was like 18, 19, I didn't lose my virginity till I was 19, no, 18, like super late. Mm. Uh, and I'd go to parties before then, but I grew up in a different household. Mm. But then getting into my 20s and 21 and hanging out with older friends, I started hanging out with older friends and seeing how they communicate. And this is before I even knew the game. Yeah. But the main thing that I saw was that, okay, confidence, just go out. What's the worst that could happen? And so in the beginning, you go up and just talk to a person or chick and stuff like that. But then I used to love dance. So then I could dance. I think the most successful guys who pick up is the one who don't really care about being rejected. Do you know what I mean? It's like, they're so like Dude, bulletproof of that. I've, I've hung out with like pickup artist friends before who were like, they actually created, so off the game, right? They created their own uh, dating pickup brand. <laughs> and I used to go party with them in Melbourne, in Miami, in New York when I used to, and I used to see them. I used to st- see them strike out eight times out of 10. But then those two that they got, one day they got a number and two and the other one they went home with the fucking yeah, ten. Then it's like it's a practice. So people think like, and this is the same with girls, right? Like, a, you can go and talk to a lot of girls through the night, um, or you can you know try and talk to some boys, maybe get some you know. 
But this, at the same time, you're not going to get everyone because your personality doesn't relate to every single person. And maybe, you know, if you are trying to pick, you know, use those confidence pickup lines, you're not going to get every single person. Hey, there's been some nights where every single girl that I've talked to, I've got their numbers and I've, you know, went home with, you know, whatever. Um, but then like, but some nights I've struck out completely, but it's okay because it's not about you. It's just a situation. You don't need to get like upset or like kind of felt like you're being rejected. Yeah. It's just the name of the game. If you just went out and try and just pick up one girl a night, you're probably not going to get there because that person may not fuck with you. To me, I love the chase. I think it's just somehow something to do with like maybe your inner hunter-gatherer DNA from thousands of years ago. You know, it's in, in building your DNA where do you want that hunt, right? You want the chase. But you want, no, there's two different things. You don't want the chase. You want the hunt. The hunt is completely different than chase because the well, chase is like, I'm not interested yeah. and you're like, I can fucking pick up some fucking berries for her and then she'll like me. No, like the chase from the other person, from the opposite sex. Oh, you are the opposite. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so the hunt and just... You want the chase from her. Yeah, okay, got right? it. So uh, like, uh, to me, like, I like the hunt, but also like there's a 50-50 where if they're giving me the chase, if they give me 100% chase, that turns me off. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Then I go, oh shit. Then she got way lower value than why would I sleep with her because that just lowers my value. But then it has to have that perfect balance where I'm like hunting and chasing and I'm getting the chase. The 50-50. Okay, would you fuck a six if she had a really, really fun, good personality and she was extremely sexual? No. No. <laughs> I've done it before, but not conscious, like not actively. It's more like, actually, that's a lie. I Actually, if it's like, if I've got a chemistry, I'm like a six, but then she's got, she's like shaved head, like tattoos, earrings. That like sounds a, like a 10 to me. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? But then I, I was like, well, to me, it's like, to, like my personal, that's not my usual type, right? Yeah. So I was asking my group of girlfriends, all right, out of these three girls, there's a model there, there's an artist there, or that girl who's bold, shaved head with ring, earrings, like crazy earrings and tattoos. And everyone goes, that girl. And she's only like a six. Out of but why though? It's because, is that coming from a sexual point where you think she'll be way better in bed and you're like, no, I don't, I don't think about better in bed. It's, for me, it's like, like pheromone is a big thing. Like, I don't know if it goes with you as well, right? I can, when I smell someone's pheromones, I go, holy shit, I want to fuck her right now. Do you know what I mean? Someone with bad BO, I go, there could be a 10 out of 10. I mean, that's not pheromones. It's just disgusting. Fuck. No, but like some girls, like I've seen like some girls who are super hot, but then they're super hygienic. But their bio genetically, they just can't help it. Like, it. They spray so much perfume, right? But they just can't. It's just not their fault. Yeah. And that's all been turning me off like so many times, right? So to me, um, there should be a chemistry. If you're 10 out of 10, great, that's a bonus. But if you don't have a chemistry, I'd just be like, ah, oh, look, I wouldn't even have fun having sex with you. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like to me, as I get older, I get pickier as well, though. Um, I'm, I'm sure. the same, man. Like we're like pretty much the same. Cheers, bro. We're pretty much the same, um, same age now. I feel like yeah. as you get peak, as you get older, um, your ex getting so specific. You know, when you're like 15, 16, 18, whatever. Or when you're younger, you fuck anything, <laughs> right? I actually got to Well, not me because I was I was fucking a virgin until 19. But I get well, I was I was a virgin until <laughs> I was 18 as well. So, um, so I was like, you know. But your testosterone was so high, you could just fuck anything. As you get older, I'm just like, is this kind of excite me? 
you know what I mean? Is the conversation going to excite me? Is like her body language going to excite me? Is her intellectual level going to excite me? I get so, and is a body, like even like the small thing, I see nose hair, I'm like, nah, that's a neck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I see this and the teeth, oh, that's a neck. Yeah. I can smell a little bit of like weird body odor, oh, that's a neck. And like, it's just so easy for me to abort mission. Yeah. And that's like, to me, I'd rather abort mission than go home with her, um, sleep with her. You know, that's how I am now. Very interesting. Um, when I was younger, I'd probably like to fuck him. I remember when I was 17, um, like end of high school, and like some of the 17-year-old girls were like dating guys who were like 26, 27. I remember us going, that's fucked, like yuck, and like fuck that guy. But now we're like, you know, I'm 36, you're 37, and we're kind of like, okay, we don't, we don't fuck around really with 21-year-olds to a degree as in dating i mean if like if we're out and that happens it, you know it's gonna happen but we don't go really look at that and so we kind of I I rewind and i'm like what's your age gap limit what's your age limit till you go all right i can't date you i really i really can only so date six now 25 25 is your 25 up to i mean i would date like let me ask you this right? i'll date a 45 year old for sure okay so you can date older i can't date older for some reason yeah just feel weird i just love dating older because they know how to fuck and we have really I, all the girls, See, this all the ladies. Are, I find it different through our experience. I find the young girls are better. The fuck, I know we're like with the age, young group. You haven't slept. You haven't the, slept with a fucking enough older, good fucking. So group, I, bro. anyone older than me, I'm not interested in. What I noticed the best, the best sex is, like usually on average, is around 32, because you have some girls, yes, who. I mean, like everything, you know, absolutely. And they're like the 25s. They might have get onto it when they're younger. Cool, sweet. But on average, a woman really only like hits their real... I I talk about prime 32 is like when I feel like they've gone through enough shit to be more open. Mm -hmm. And I've dated a lot of like, you know, 32-year-olds from when I was, you know, younger to like, you know, still now and stuff and like even younger. And I feel like 32 back, let's say five, six years ago, uh, it was more open for them to be open and they like, you know, like, like anal more and they want to have like more fun yeah. and explore and be adventurous. Whereas now I'm seeing like the number starting to go down a lot more where more girls are open. But I'm seeing like 20 to 23 are more open to that. They'll love being choked and like beat up. You know, like this is maybe the more toxic crazy girls are better at sex. That's I think that's my my theory is. But I don't understand why, because I've seen like a lot of good girls who just like like it, like like that. I don't know. Maybe like they've so like um, exposed to porn so much, where like normal sex is just not exciting anymore. But I can't. I be on concur, right? So like, I mean, I do not concur. <laughs> I um, concur <laughs> <laughs> because the second person I ever had sex with, she liked it more she liked anal more than getting like fucked in her pussy and that was like second girl third and then third girl third girl i was dating she was begging me to do it so imagine being like the first person you have sex with you have sex with second girl says i really like it there as well third person's begging you to do it and this is like the third the third time, like the third girl you've been with, you know, and you're still under 20 and I've only lost my visa at 18. I think that implanted something like the love. Trauma. The love for, <laughs> yeah, the trauma, the love. Yeah, the PTSD. The, the love for anal, like yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Because I, I am very, I'm very sexual person. All the partners I've been with, the girls I've dated, but then like even the, you know, 
the one night stands, which I'd actually like to talk about because a lot of people look down on one night stands, but I'll explain from my point of view why one night, one night stands should be a great thing and everyone should explore. Yeah. I like, I enjoy exploring a woman's body as much as she wants me to, but then pushing the limits a little bit more to help her feel comfortable, but to help her explore more. And a lot of that, if you like a girl, if you're with a girl who likes it in everywhere, the ability of sex is way more fun because now there's no limits. And it's very interesting when that happens because you like, it's, it's off limits and like you're literally going on a holiday in the bedroom or wherever the fuck you're doing it because I've done shit fucking everywhere. So for me, it's, I think I've cultivated a lot of that in a sexuality way. So when you see me and you, you talked a bit, talked to me about my personality being aggressive on when I go approach a girl. I wouldn't say aggressive, be like straightforward, yeah, direct. Yeah. And I think I do that because I really like, I love women, right? I love women as a person, but, but sexually. Like you also have the looks for her. You got the height, the looks, and it can just like, if you just come up to a girl, they love that confident male persona. Maybe. Right? I'm like, I'm five foot six. You know what I mean? I'm short. The, they don't even look at me the first thing when they run in the club. But I've never seen anyone, you know, date or like, you know, hook up with as many tall model girls as you, bro. Like, that's well, like this, another This thing. is what I'm saying. Like, the first five minutes are probably not necessarily, but then the next 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, they're suddenly go, holy fuck, who's that guy? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I have this aura and I think this attraction, I, I can't explain this energy that brings people in. And then when they just get drawn to me and I go, all right, yep. we're in. Um, and that's something that I built through the last 10 years. I didn't necessarily have that all the time. I mm -hmm. think when I was in a long-term eight and nine years relationship, so I was in a relationship. So I don't know how to pick up. I just learned how to pick up maybe um, when I was 28, 29. So it's very, very late mm -hmm. right, when I was single again. And I was like, when I step into the game, uh, like into the, the scene, I go, holy shit, this is completely different. Now the girls are coming up to you more. Mm. Because you're more interesting, like you're interesting, whatever they can, they chat up to you. Um, but also, I feel like the the new generation and just to me, anyways, is way more fun, right? I don't know if it's just something to do with the mental issue. I think also many fans is out now, so everyone's starting to lighten the load on what is sexuality, mm. which I think is an important thing because I think the more sexual you can be, openly feel comfortable with yourselves, I think you get more power. Mm. As a woman and as a male, now a lot of guys fuck it up for us because they are the fuckboys. I've never been a fuckboy for this reason, right? If I'm fucking, like if I'm having sex with you, I will tell and be honest that I'm also having sex with other people. Fuckboys are fuckboys. girls will be like, that's a fuckboy. No, no. A fuckboy is, the fuckboy terminology is you have sex with me, but then you're also going to have sex with this person, this person, this person. But you don't tell me that you're having sex with this person. Yeah, this but person. most girls wouldn't even understand that the fine print of the contract. I fucking, I, <laughs> yeah. no, I legitimately, like, people still call me fuckboy just because I'm, like, dating girls consistently, but then not, not like, I don't, like, fuck them, you know, I'm just, like, dating them. Right? I, I legitimately, like, tried this out and I researched upon this. And this is why I'm so adamant that you can't call me a fuckboy. <laughs> is because I, I honestly said to girls I went through a period it was when I was I think I was like 24 and me and the boys had gone out a lot single for like that time and I was like I was sleeping with like a lot of girls having a lot of time with good times going out meeting a lot of great girls 
But the moment that I was actually like seeing a girl and having sex with her like more than, you know, a couple of times a week, I would say to her like, look, I just want to let you know, I'm having a great time and I think, uh, you know, sex is amazing and like we're having a good time. I just want to let you know that we're not together. I want to still continue to do this. But if I go out on the weekend, I'm going out with the boys or something that happens I'm, and something happens, it's going to happen. Yeah. Now, you have two things. You can either be okay with that and we can continue this because mm. communication is what fuck oh, yeah. boys don't That's fucking right. do. Yeah. I said, we can continue doing this, right? And I can do two things. I can either tell you that I fucked a girl, right? Or I cannot tell you what would you like me to do, right? And they always say when I'm so honest, they're like, honestly, okay, yeah, okay, tell me. I'm like, okay, cool. But they can't accept it. No, but the, no, the way I, the, this is the reason why I love all my past relationships and like the friends. I've I've never been like a really wham bam thinking man. I like one night stands in the position that, again, guys fuck it up for us so much and fuck it up for women where. The average guy, let's say fucking 80% of dudes, when they go pick up a girl and they fuck a girl that for that one night stand, they, one, treat them like shit. Two, the sex is usually fucking terrible. Three, they don't have an emotional interest into the but person. I've, now it's like, I feel like from what I've seen through the, the younger generations, right? The girls are doing that now. Where they do one night stands with the boys and they just leave you on scene and right after they fuck you, they're like, oh shit, and not you know that scene from yeah, uh, no, American Pie where the guy was like, I got used. Yeah. I got used. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got used. But I mean, we don't make a big deal out of it. We just go, all right, you know what? Fuck it. We just got used. No. I think a girl would just be so emotionally attached and they'll be hurt a lot more than guys would. Opposite. And this is the reason why, right? So guys do that shit, right? Now, yes. So it's now tables are turned. We're hearing where how like girls just like, okay, left you on scene, fucked you, whatever, and got what they... But did they get really what they want? Because if they got what they want sexually and emotionally, because it's not just about sex, it's emotionally, right? And I'll get to the reason what I'm going into is then they would want it again, right? Now, this is what the average guy fucking does. Goes out, meets a girl, drunk, fucks her, then leaves, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what did you do in between the fucking meetup at the club, the fucking and the leaving? Did you emotionally engage? Because it's not all about sex. You're going to be sexually attracted to a person. It's the reason why you're going to go home. But are you going to emotionally connect with that person, that girl? And here's what I mean. When I'm with a girl, I can have a one-night stand. I can sleep with someone for a couple of weeks. I can date someone for a couple of months. I can have a full girlfriend. How I've always viewed this is even since I've like you know lost my bees, when I'm with a girl and I meet a girl out that night, mm. when we get into the bedroom and we start having the sex, <laughs> I am emotionally connected to that woman and I want to explore her body completely. A hundred percent. And I want to take the time before we even fuck. I'm always the first but person the, to go down. Maybe you just fuck the girl and you go, all right, I just want to bust a nut and then I'm done. Go. I've never been like that though. Okay. There's the difference. This is the reason why, like, and I'll get to, like, the reason why I go, I'm always direct is I, then I'm always going down on the girl first. And sometimes the girl just, like, is always, like, it goes down on me straight away. Should your focus um, be her finishing or you finishing? Don't care. Oh, no. Her, I focus her finishing. Yeah. 
And then, and then, what if she wants you to finish first? <laughs> this has become dude. Then I, moment. then I will if she wants me to do it, right? Um, but and so I'm always going down on a girl first, and then I'm listening, right? So everyone at home watching this with your fucking popcorn, whatever. When I'm going down on a girl, I feel and listen and emotionally connect, because the best way for you to actually figure out what a girl wants and how she reacts is by going down on her holding her thighs right and then going down and looking on a clip it's also exciting when you're going down on a girl and seeing her excited right she's enjoying it that to me that turns me on yeah but you got to understand and listen carefully on how she's enjoying it right? yeah well that's it like for me it's like the biggest joy that's why i, I do the same where i just start with the oral and she's enjoying it i go oh yeah. that turns me out i want to fuck you yeah right otherwise if you just if i didn't do that and she's just kind of like, all right we're gonna fuck i'm like look my dick won't work because I need that emotional connection before it's starting to go hard. Well, uh, to, to, to see that, to do that is for me by getting her exci excited. Yeah. Well, I again, I'm it's slightly a little bit different is I'll stay down there, right? Until she's like asking me to come up. Now, that doesn't happen all the time, but... Because she's ready to bust. Sometimes, like, sometimes girls just like, they don't come from what I'm doing. Maybe I'm doing it wrong and I probably am. I'm a guy, you know, girls know they clip better. But what the, the thing about that is that I want to at least try and give you the time to say, look, I've tried. Yeah. And I mean, I do know how to go down on a girl. Like, Maybe I she spent was like, a few times shit, down there. Just come up here, babe. Just yeah. go in me. Right? <laughs> You're wasting your time. <laughs> and then, but we also, again, because remember, I do like anal. So I do then grab the reason why you got to have a girl's your hands under is that you got to be fun and exciting and adventurous. And as you're going down, you do got to test the waters. So you do got to, as you're coming down, you got to lift up and you got to lick down in the pussy and then you got to just test it and, and then eat the ass. And then when you go there and then as you got to listen, you got to feel, if she enjoys that, now you kind of know where you sit, you know where the boundaries are and now you're like, okay, cool, now you can progress. And then you go... Fuck, she just shat herself. She didn't wipe her ass properly. I completely Wait, that. who the fuck have you <laughs> fucked, bro? I'm just saying. Dude. That's why I'm not a big fan of anal, to be honest. Yeah, I fucking love it. I just don't like the fucking smell. It's just not as glamorous. I did it. Uh, dude, see, I've dated, I've dated girls who... They want to do it. Like, well, let's do it. Nah. But we make sure we shower beforehand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want the fucking... That to be clean. But I really know how to, like, do it properly. Because I've done it so many times. It's my favorite thing to do. But it's also I'm I'm like conditioned to it because I've dated girls who have liked anal and can only come through anal than actual like being fucked normally. Yeah. So I've had like the best of both worlds, which means I understand one you'll never like you never see me like just throw it in there. Like you need to spend the time. And again, I go back to the emotional thing. It's like okay, so fuck. It, I'm going to go back to take this. And the reason why I'm so straightforward is. I go through and I understand a woman's body more than most guys, right? So, which means I'm sexually adamant enough to be able to go, okay, I understand, I know when I'm going to take that time, I'm going to hook up with the girl. I know I'm going to spend the time with her if we, if we end up getting to that point, which gives me the fucking confidence where now I'm like, look, what's the reason? When you first meet a person, you're not going to go fuck their personality. You're going to go fuck their fucking charisma, right? You're going to fuck their charisma and you're going to fuck their looks, right? That's what happens when you first look. It's like looks, the personality, and then chemistry, and then fuck, right? Yeah. It's like the, the bed, the, the, the chemistry. But it's only slight chemistry, right? 
it's always personality first. You can fuck their chemistry later, right? But like to me, it's like the personality. I'll I'll decide then when I'm like, oh, do I like? Do I have? The I mean, you gotta. Have, sometimes you have the sexual chemistry straight away. Fucking hundred percent. Just want to nail this girl. She has some girls I go like, I just I look forward to it. With some girls, I'll be like, oh, I need to work on the night before I get excited. Before yep. I, you know, see, sleep with them. I look at it. So my so when I go, let's go back to Riz, right? So I I'll go. I see a girl and I'll see her eyes and I'll look look lights and I'm like, okay, two things. I'm gonna either go straight up to you, right? And this is the thing, chemistry, right? If I look at her and I'll get sexual chemistry immediately, that's when you know that, yeah, that I know I'm like, from we're, we're 100% hooking up. Yeah. Like, I just fucking know it, right? So we're both on the same chemistry. We're both in the same frequency. And that's the only time I go. The other times where I'll fucking see a girl and we'll both look at each other and I'm like, wow. I'm just like, wow. And then I'll be like, you know what? She's extremely fucked up hot. I'm not going to go approach right now. Because I know that there's probably other guys around. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to test the waters a little bit more. Now, I've already got the energy from her that we're both locking eyes and there's something there. But I'm going to go back to the boys or I'm going to go back to my group or my dinner or whatever. And I'm just going to enjoy myself, right? If I see her... All right, let's let's cut this segment so it's clear. How would you pick up a 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10? Yeah. Like, we're just, you know, you're talking about it now where you go, fuck this, she's so hot. But you don't know what to start. How do you pick up a ten out of ten in a club? Do you even want to, or do you just go, oh, nah, fuck that. That's too many fucking security breaches. Like you know, I'm looking like Ocean Eleven, right? Fuck, there's like ten different security system there to get into the golden egg. I don't think so. I mean, I, I I've dated ten out of tens before, like ten out of tens. Yeah, but what's more. your pick up strategies to pick up a ten out of ten in a club? In okay, there's there's two things. The game, like if anyone wants to actually understand how to pick up like 10s when they're in a group of people, you need to understand this one thing, right? So there's two things. Uh, so two things on how I'm going to explain this. The game explains this really, really, really well in simple terms on you need to understand who the gatekeeper is, right? So now picture this. You see a 10 out of 10. Now guys, girls, this can picture to everyone, right? You see a hot dude who's a bunch with the, like around a bunch of dudes, right? Hot girl or dude? Hot dude around a bunch of guys, yeah. right? He's with his friends. And you look, and girls, because I'm, I'm talking to this, because you're talking about a lot of picking up girls, but yeah. this all this explains with how to pick up a hot guy. I'm, I'm telling you, it's the same shit as a girl. They're around with their boys, right? And you're like, fuck, that guy is so hot. I want to fucking hook up with him or do whatever the fuck you want to do, right? Same thing with a girl. See a girl with a fucking bunch of girls. Or what you usually see is if you see 10, they're usually with a bunch of girls and a couple of guys. Mm. So there's two things. You need to understand who the gate- gatekeeper is, right? So the gatekeeper is... Best friend. Not the best friend, but just one of the people in the group who you kind of see next to that person, right? Ish. What you're going to do is you're going to go up to that person and there's two things. You can either be really, cr- like not cringy, but like be like play the game and knock into them accidentally and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. If you're a girl, you can spill your drink on the guy. Okay, I'm telling you this right now. Spill a little bit of your drink on the guy and be like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. What you're going to do now is you're going to start brushing the guy's arm who you're not interested in because it's his friend and you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Come to the toilet with me or come to the bar with me. I'm, I'm going to get some water for you, right? Right. Right. <laughs> and then you're going to start making a conversation and then he'll be like, because he wants to be a man, he'll be like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's totally fine. But like, look, look, look. And then just be like, 
come with us. Whatever. No, no, just be like, still be there. Just like, you know, like, okay, cool. You're okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. Can I buy you a drink? Like, and then that's when you go, okay, cool. Now the guys are looking at you because you spilled a drink on your friend, but you're hot. And right and now, now you've slightly integrated, right? In, instigated into like the conversation with the rest of the group. And then you go, oh, okay, cool. Well, can like, are you okay? Oh, fuck. And then you're like, oh, I need a drink. I'm going to have to go get a drink. But like, where are you guys from? What are you guys doing here? Then you've sparked the conversation, right? So from a girl's perspective, you do that. Now you're in. Now you're in between the guy now that you- the sp- guy that you just put a drink on thinks she's into him because he's getting the fucking bad um, body language. Right? Oh, this girl's into me. Yeah. I'm talking. And then what's, what's the guy that you're actually into looking at? Fuck, this chick's into my mate, but she's hot, right? Okay, so now you can infiltrate and then you start the conversation and then you can move in and then that's how you build. And then if you're already in between the guy that you spilled the drink is here, the guy that you want is here, it's very easy for you to introduce yourself to everyone first but and then it, him it, last. It's, it's better working the opposite way because boys have boy code. I'm the opposite, bro. Where I go, if someone goes, someone spilled a drink on you, I'm like, and talking, like, that's Blake's girl, right? No, 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 no. You got a split second, right? Mm. This is how it works. If... Yeah, if she talked to then your mate for fucking half an hour, then it's bro code. If in the first 60 seconds you do this quickly and then you're like, oh, bang, bang, sorry, ish. Oh, what are you guys here for? Cool. Here, my name's Joanne. Cool. Oh, what's your name? Oh, Eddie. Hey, how are you? Yeah, yeah. And then at the end moment, this guy has net thought you're talking to him last. That's your fucking in. Then you've already cultivated that and then you lock eyes, you make sure you're fucking powerful. That's how, if I was a girl, like I'd approach the, the guys. It's the game where they open the set. Yeah. When they open the set, yeah. you win their friends over and make sure you're giving uh, least attention to the person you want. Yeah. Um, to me, that worked, but you know. It's the same thing. But okay, like, so, not, not necessarily work all the time. So flipping uh, around, you're going to be really quick when it comes to girls on this day. It's like, I'm a guy, right? And I see a girl, a girl and a group of girls and I see a 10 out of 10. Now, there's two, again, there's always two things to my fucking stories. If I see a girl like walking past or something like that, mm. I will walk past her. And then if we catch, only if we catch eyes and we, like if she's driving past, then I'll stop her quickly. And I'm like, yo, and then I'll say something random about her. And I'm like, yo, where'd you get your shoes on? Whatever, something like that, right? Where you get your shoes from is an interesting one because we are, like, hey, look, it's my sister's birthday coming up. Dude, like it's fucking sick. You guys actually don't look anything alike, but she'll probably fuck with them. Then I'll be like, oh, where are you from? Okay. That's one when you're walking past. But two, again, the gatekeeper. You need to understand everybody wants to be wanted. Everybody wants to be respected, right? But then everybody wants to laugh. So the important thing when a guy approaches a 10 out of 10 with her friends, you can't really spill a drink on the girl because you'll think you're a cunt. But two, you could probably do the old like bump into them accidentally and then that's a great if they're if they're in a circle or you could just be a man and you go up to a table i like doing by the bar i hate opening a set they give me so much anxiety opening a set do you know what i mean like that's to me just too much planning like listening to that that's fucking ocean 11 shit but it's it's not it's it's literally all i'm doing is having a conversation accidentally bumping i'll be like i'll be like in a in a in a so what I'll do, this is what I'll do. If I see like a 10 out of 10 surrounded by people, I'll be in the vicinity, right? I'll just do my own thing, having fun, da-da-da. And then I'll, I'll give a, you know, we, we do like the body language attraction thing. 
or if she walk up, she went to the bar, I'll go to the bar and then I'll do the over the shoulder. I'm like, where are you from? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like, oh, you look interesting. You look like you're not from here. Where are you from? What's your story? I like saying that. What's your story? Mm -hmm. Because girls love being asked like what their story is. I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell you. It's like, why are you here? Is someone break your heart, hun? Do you need a companion? Do you know what I mean? They love that. Oh, what do you mean? Like, you know, and then they find me interesting just from that first 10 seconds. See, that's, you and me are so different. I could never do that. Yeah. Because to me, that sounds too life coachy. <laughs> what do you mean life coachy? It's like, is this guy going to fuck me or is he going to fucking send me a six-figure course? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, you're like, because you know what, what it is, right? Then straight away, the girl's like, ha, I'm not threatened by this guy. He's not trying to pick me up. Do you know what I mean? But I can get engaged in a, a very interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. And before they're not, boom, they're attracted to me. Because like, holy shit, something about this guy, I don't understand. He looked gay, but he's not. He's short, <laughs> right? I don't usually do I don't think I've seen a gay guy with that many tattoos, bro. <laughs> no, trust me. Like, I get it all the time. You're you know, gay bikey. And especially, yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, they, I can I can tell they're thinking in their head. I'm like, they're wondering, like, what's this kinder surprise? What's, what's this Rubik's Cube? Because they couldn't figure me out. And they say this to me all the time. I go, look, you're not my usual type, but I find you very, very attractive. Um, and I go, oh, yeah, of course, I'm five foot six. Like her type is six foot two, <laughs> six foot four, mm -hmm. right? And like guys with a football player physique, um, you know. So like I win them over through being interesting. And when I do that, and I like, like I have the I don't give a fuck um, persona, and that's when they get attracted to me. Mm -hmm. um, to me, that works all the time. I don't do it like, like consciously now because it's, it's such a, a natural thing for me. But again, yeah. I gauge it. If she's interesting back, and we go, hey, where are you from? And she goes, Russia. And I go, all right, bitch, I'm, we're not getting anywhere. Right? <laughs> right? Or I'm from like, you know, I'm from this, this. If they're like, oh, I'm from Russia, but like, where are you from? And they're like, interesting Russian. I'm like, okay. Yeah. One of the like, worst. Yeah. I'm very, I'm, I'm very terrible at um, being able to talk to girls who can't speak English. That's, yeah. Um, that's why I, I'm, I love learning different languages. They go, oh, Russian. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, you speak Russian? I'm like, no, that's all I know. <laughs> My Russian is very bad. I apologize. And then because they're like, what? Hang on, you apologize for bad Russian? So like straight away, yeah. I'm different. Not like yeah. every other guy where every other guy expects you to speak English, right? Yeah. So now, like, oh, I want to, I'm like, oh, where are you from? And then they get interested in me. Same thing if they're Spanish. Oh, I'm from Colombia. I'm, oh, me, I'm Eduardo. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, oh, shit, you know a little bit of Spanish? No, nope, that's all I know. But you can teach me more. Yeah. Teach me how to do this. And then conversations start. It's all about like, so my, through my experience, like, I'm used to like the girls not seeing me the first go, but then I create that opening. Mm -hmm. from like, oh, because it's more like yeah. at the bar. Well, I can approach a group too. Like normally the, the the friends will find me interesting, come up to me, hey, man, I like your earring, where'd you throw? Like 90%, like one of their friends will find me interesting from what I'm wearing. Yeah. I'm like, I love your tattoos. Like show me your tattoos. And that's when I know, oh, I got you. Mm -hmm. You know, from my peacocking, right? That's, I mean, I think the peacocking is a very important thing because I saw a huge difference like when I started painting my nails and then starting adding jewelry and stuff. Um, people always looking at like if you if they've got more things to look at you, mm -hmm. there's an opportunity but they already automatically think you're interesting and my they're like, like three mm -hmm. things to pick up. So right now I have my tattoo, jewelry and or something else, right? Like what a my shirt or something. Like yeah. You have three. You got your nails, your yeah. jewelry and your shirt and your hair even. That's four. Show me. So it's like straight away you're already peacocking the club. And and everyone else looked the same, and then you stand out in the crowd. Yeah. So that's already, but that, that's someone different. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna remember him throughout the night. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to pick up right there and then. 
yeah. towards the end of the night, they'll come back to you. So that's a trick to someone who doesn't know. But it just comes with, also, you got to understand this just doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. So, I mean, I come from building my confidence for 10 years because I have businesses. Mm -hmm. I know how to break. I'm like a Red Bull BC1 champion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I made multi-billion dollar businesses. I'm well-traveled. I can speak different languages. I have so many tattoos. So these are like my values that I grew up building and adding into my resume. Mm -hmm. So by the time someone comes who's like a model 10 out of 10, I'm not impressed. I see him all the time at Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. Jim, what do you got? What else you got? Like, yeah, you look like a Bugatti, but then is the Bugatti working? Can you even ride? Yeah. Or you're an old model? Tell me the joke. Yeah. It's like, well, what have they got? Like, that's it? I'm like, hun, there's like a thousand of you back where I'm from, back in Perth. We're so blessed in Perth. Yeah. So many good looking girls there. So when I come um, to different parts of the country, I'm like, God damn. Like, I'm not based by 10. I'm 10 anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Except Bali. Bali, just so good looking. <laughs> I'm still like, phased. I'm like, God damn. But once you start seeing them more, I'm like, yeah, I'm not phased anymore. I'm so used to it now. And But it, even in Bali, you get to the same point where there's like a bunch of hotties. But how many, how many of them actually have fucking personalities? Hold on. Yeah. So yeah. that's Are they interesting. The, the no, it's fresh shit. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the more I travel to Bali, these hot people have got, a lot of them have got nothing going on. They're just trying to work. They're trying to survive in Bali. Yeah. So you have perception of like they're being hot and the value you put them, you know, judging the book by its cover and like, oh, sorry, well, this is going to be an interesting book. But then when you start turning the pages, hang on, they're empty. Mm. The book is empty. There's got nothing there. That's when you go, ah, I've got more values than you. So now I'm not phased by these good looking guys and good looking girls in yeah. Bali. You know what I mean? Like what, is, is, what give me insecurity is when I see good looking people who's got their shit sorted, <laughs> they've got rigs, right? And they're funny as fuck. And I'm just like, Fuck, man, you're cool. Yeah. And you just have to admit it. You go, fuck, man, you're so cool. You deserve the best, bro. I wish you got the best girl or get, um, a girl, but I wish you got yeah. the best partner because yeah. you're so fucking cool. Gentlemen, you're so nice. You know, you're not toxic at all. That's when you go, yep, he, they, that person is just fucking killer. I want to hang out with m more of that person. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think um, one of the, also the, the, the thing that does work is like, don't even worry about the game. Uh, the whole thing, nice guys finish last is bullshit because the thing is like if you can be a nice guy but you can still come with confidence you're going to trump a lot of people because there's a lot of you know good looking guys who are very nice there's a lot of like you know so average guys looking the, guys the idea with nice guys is they a lot of nice guys are simps right they go oh my god you're the most beautiful girl i've ever seen and girls are like oh i've had this so many times before do you know what i mean so they're looking for someone who's a like at the end of the day you're, as a girl, you want something with values, like the alpha male, the the chief of the tribe, do you know what I mean? The leader of the, you know, your village, right? So that's like, you can protect you and, you know, and, and guys, sims not going to get any anything. And I learned that too. Like I've been sims from like when I was younger mm -hmm. and I learned like, man, it's not getting me anywhere. Sometimes like you can be a little bit of a dick, but then like not like- A fun dick. Yeah, it's a fun dick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's more like not an offensive dick. Not it's like I'm- like, you know, you should cut your hands and die, bitch. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, like, look, hey, look, you're interesting, but, you know, I'm unfortunately, I'm not here for this. I'm mm -hmm. not here for a relationship. I find you interesting, but I think, you know, if you're being that, you know, you're worth, they're going to be drawn to you automatically. Mm -hmm. I think, like, you know, it's really hard to teach because everyone has a different risk. But when I see Riz go, hey, Sabshoni, like, what do you rate me out of 10? <laughs> I go, oh, fuck. How is yeah. that popular on TikTok? The one of the best, like, I like it when there is a group of girls, like, say, sitting down at a table. It's very hard to infiltrate that. 
Um, but if you do see someone or there's a bunch of girls and you don't know who you want to like hook up with, mm. but like the, the fact of like being polite and being a nice guy work like works like this. One, it's actually more fun to approach table group of girls. Cause mm. what you do is if you can, if you, this really works best. If there's a, if they're sitting on a table, um, this could be a dinner. This it works really good at dinner because everyone's guards super down and you're not at a club or at a, mm. but if even if you're at a bar, if you can take a, 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 um, a seat a chair from an opposing table even when and when people are actually sitting there and you're hey girl can I take this seat and then you take it and you whip it around next to that table and you sit down and you say hey look I don't want to like you know ruin your night or anything I just think you girls look extremely interesting and I just want to introduce myself and you know, and see see what's up like yeah. you know and then if you kind of go in there, well, yo, my name is Blake. Where are you guys from? And then you start going around and you don't pause. Then you start having the conversation. Cool. Like, you know, what, you know, what's, what do you guys get? What trouble are you guys? See, this is again, understanding little lines going, what trouble are you girls are going to get up to tonight? And then you look at one girl and you're like, oh, you're the she trouble, the trouble. Girl, she's right? the king of the trouble. She's okay. What, do you, what are you guys doing tonight? And you point one person out, everyone laughs. Yeah. Now you're having a good time. So you've been the nice guy. Because she's really like normally like the pretty girl is the one who is quietest, right? Yeah. The one is like not so pretty. They're the ones who's fun in a group. I'm normally pointing that. I just know the energy. Yeah, you're the trouble, man. Until me and you are not gonna be together. So like, please, and I grab the girl that I like. Like, please protect me from this girl. Yeah, I know what your relationship is, and they just laugh. Yeah, right? because now you're funny, you're unthreatening. Yeah, um, but also that girl feels like oh shit, he just touched me. Yeah, like now they. But just so many ways, man. Like, but number one thing is don't buy the group a table of oh, drinks. Do not stupid. buy drinks at all cost all night. Never buy a girl a drink because then she thinks she'll buy you fucking dinner forever. And yeah. if you're trying to do that in the first thing, I always say, I used to always say this. Now it's a bit different. I don't really give a fuck. Like, I just enjoy fucking life. I'm always drinking, man. So, like, I'm just like, <laughs> yo, I'm going to drink anyway. I'm going to get a drink. Okay, this is, how, this is how you set up the fucking drink question, right? One is... Uh, I'm. Uh, you're at the bar and you're like, um, I'm gonna I'll have a drink. You just buy yourself a drink, and then you kind of be like, weird. If she's with you, then it's a bit different. Yeah. All right. Or you go, hey, look, I'm going to the bar. Do you want to come to the bar? I'm going to go buy myself a drink. Do you want to come to the bar? If she says yes because you said I'm buying myself a drink, I haven't told you, and she comes, then I'll be like, okay, cool, like. I'm, do you drink tequila? Because that's what I'm. That's only what I'm buying. Right, tequila is great, right? Because you can suss like with their personalities. Yeah. Like that girl, you drink tequila. All right, then I gotta stay away from you. Yeah. Because you're my. Oh, I want a Red Bull vodka. Tequila. All right, bye. So, but then I go, go, look, I'm having tequila. Do you want one? And then if she goes, no way. I go, all right, good. Because if you drink tequila, then this not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know I mean, like just telling her this not gonna happen, make her attracted. Yeah. But there's so many ways, man. Like, I think. I'd love to talk to you about like what your red flags are and in a dating, maybe like in different. Should we do the next episode as a red yeah, flag? So I think we're yep. time. I think let's 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 kind of wrap this up. Yeah, I want to talk about. I think like with dating, what's your what's your non-negotiables dating? Do you know what I mean? I feel like this will be interesting. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, what are your checklists um, before you commit into a relationship? I have so many right now. You want to talk about it right now? No, we'll talk. Okay, about next another next, episode. Right, okay, but let's let's talk about that because there's a lot of things that to me about that. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty simple with that, but it's a mix between a few different things. So we're gonna keep it with Riz. Yeah. Today, right, um, cool. 
And I so so let's um let's finish on like strong points. Uh, like, what do you think the point of Riz is attracting girls? Two Rizzes. Yeah. Like Blake has that um confidence of opening group, or I can't. So like I said, you know, you've got that sort of um I'm looking for that prey. Well, and I just more like you know I can't open a group like you said when you go. Oh, I'm opening a group of girls that are. Uh, normally that gives me a, I mean, if I'm on tequila, then I can probably do it. Yeah. Right. If I'm like slightly drunk, but when I'm sober, I just more like, I stand quietly and give a good energy, get a fun, fun vibe. And then they'll come to me. So more like a fishing vibe. Um, I think that's why me and you are very, very different. That's why I wish I have your personality. But that being said though, recently I've been taking Tonkat Ali. It's like this Indonesian herb, right? It boosts my testosterone up like crazy because I've been doing like a lot of workout. Oh, you got Tonkat Ali? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Tonga Ali, as soon as I taken it, and I noticed my testosterone level is high because now I can approach girls like I feel like a man. I'm like, I can just talk to them. Hey, what's up, girl? Where you from? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, this is out of my character. I'm like, oh, holy shit, who the fuck is this Eddie? Yeah. Because normal Eddie wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like testosterone level is also, t- uh, you know, a big, 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 big part of it too. I feel like when my testosterone level is down, I feel like I can't do that. I mean, fitness is a big thing. Yeah, because if you're not training in the gym, like t- if you're not if you're not doing if you're not trying to be an athlete in your life, in whatever sport, okay, you can play golf and you just smash golf, right? And you're fucking trying to be a good golfer. Mm. If you're a football player, if you're going to be at the gym, if you're a surfer, any type of sport, and every single man needs to do some sort of activeness mm. because you you push yourself. Now, when you push yourself at the gym, this is one thing we haven't talked at all with this episode, and I should have started with this: yeah. is that the confidence is that. Go to the fucking gym and be active. be active, but push your limits and your PB so that you start winning with yourself. And then you start getting a bit bigger. You start getting more fit. Your confidence automatically is going to go up. So when you this walk into a fucking so true. bar. Now I'm start doing bodybuilding training. Right, I'm not big because I'm natural. I'm not, I don't do steroids and shit, right? For, at my age. So I've, I'm for me to, and I don't really macro and stuff like which I should, but I just don't find eating chicken broccoli and brown rice is interesting mm-hmm. enough every single day. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, I'll eat what I eat. That's what my growth is kind of like. This is probably as optimal as you're going to get. That might be a little bit more. But I, I realized the more you exercise, your testosterone level goes high and then you end up liking to do hard things. Mm-hmm. This is a proven study. Um, like Andrew Huben talks about on his podcast where you, when testosterone level is high, you like to do hard effort. Mm-hmm. So which means your business is going to improve. Um which I think it goes well with like trying to, you know, approach a girl as well. Also, this is something we missed out on talking about Riz is when you have money compared to looks and compared to personality. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, I think we can talk about it next. Because um, I see nowadays girls just want to get easy money. How many girls do you see on um, becoming an escort? Yeah, but you have to spend a lot of money. I've noticed that like, even like in the villa I have now, right? I've had people over and stuff and, yeah, like girls and stuff are excited, but you have to have like proper money to be able to go, cool, I'll fly this way, you um, like Who's right. that lady from Dubai who talks about, I think Sadiq, her, her name is, and she said, um, guys in Dubai, the rich men in Dubai, top Gs to value, high value men in Dubai are most likely to be cheated on by the girls <laughs> because they're always going to look for the next option. Yeah. There's so many of them in Dubai. I just, and I think that I went to Dubai and I go, the pickup here, the scene here, the dating scene here is rubbish. Mm. Like all the girls just looking for who's got the bigger wealth. Um, if you're not the prince of Dubai, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you're, you're 
bound to lose that relationship. Yeah. And we're lucky enough being in Australia where Australians are laid back, like 50% of the people don't really care about that. I mean, I mean, now it's probably a lot. And there's a lot of girls, hot girls who come from daddy's money, which who don't give a fuck about really money because they already have money, right? So mm-hmm. you kind of have like the Perth culture is, yeah. But yeah, I, the top 5% of yeah. the hottest girls in Perth, they're still getting flown out. They're getting sugar daddy. Yeah, they're, of course. They're doing this escort shit. Yep. Do you know what I mean? This is yep. like, anyway. But it's, it's becoming a trend now, I noticed. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We got, I think there's a couple of other things. So, all right, bro. Well, let's, uh, again, thanks. As a fucking see you when I get back. I thought that was going to be fucking 20 minutes, but we talked about oh, a lot of shits. And no, we exposed our secrets. Bro. Expose our secrets. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment. What's your best riz? Because I would love to hear it. We want to learn. It's all about learning new tricks, right? Whoever the best riz is, we're going to send yeah, out. Let me get the bottle. best riz. We're going to get this. Yeah, this bottle. We have to. Then you we have to super glue this so it doesn't like fuck up. <laughs> Imagine they get it and it's like it's all leaked. If you get a thousand comments, ten thousand likes, we'll pick a winner. Yeah, we'll pick a winner. All right. All right, thanks, bro. And uh, thank you for watching. Make sure you do exactly everything that Eddie just said. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Adios. Peace.